0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, and with me, well, actually not with me, is Gator. Um, He uh, is currently sitting next to me with his headphones on the table as he eats a sweet potato. He's eating a baked sweet potato instead of taking part right now. I, I... we had all the time in the world for him to eat, but he decided this was the moment that he was going to eat a sweet potato. So I told him I was just going to go ahead and get started, and he can jump in when he's when he's prepared. So anyway, today on the show, we are going to be smoking the McAuliffe Grande Bold Sumatra from McAuliffe Cigars.
1: Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow
0: leather. So the Grande Bold Sumatra features an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper a broadleaf binder and Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. We are going to be smoking the 6x60 Grande bulb and it's a it's a slight box press. Oh, look who decided to join us. You ready to start?
1: Uh, anyway, that sweet potato was good. I'm I'm glad. I'm, I'm I was feeling peckish. I needed okay. nourishment. Okay. Anyway, the end times, you know, the sad part is, it, I really was eating a sweet potato. No. <laughs> really no one will no, believe that. I, no,
0: you really were eating a sweet potato. <laughs> you had a half a baked sweet potato, and I, you anyway. I grilled that up over the weekend, and it was tasty. All right, well, anyway, so now that I've gone ahead and described the cigar. Oh, what are we smoking? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway. Well, it's now time for the official cutting of the cigar, and that's brought to you by Riverman Cigar Company out of Crestwood, Missouri. We love Dan. Dan Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. Now, I will say, normally this would be the point that I would point out that Riverman Cigar Company has late hours in their lounge where you can go and have a cigar kind of later in the evening and hang out and enjoy, uh, enjoy the place and enjoy your smoke, but... Unfortunately, like many of the cigar lounges and 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 brick-and-mortar locations in the United States, Dan and Riverman had to uh, go ahead and shut down this week um, due to edict by the um, uh, St. Louis County. So we want to put Dan and Riverman, as well as all the other brick-and-mortar stores that are suffering during this period of time and our thoughts and and we really want to encourage everyone to support them in any way they can there's a lot of brick and mortar stores that are still offering curbside pickup to go and these guys run on such a tight margin precisely and so it's it's important that we uh we we go ahead and support them in any way shape or form but they're
1: going out on the limb to provide a service for us we gotta look after these guys but dan
0: said that he wanted to do the right thing for his customers and his employees and his community and and he feels as though that, as it relates to the latest county order, that it was go ahead. To, it was better to go ahead and suspend operations than to try and keep going and everything like that. But
1: yeah, I get it.
0: You know. So anyway, something to something to point out. Um, it's. Uh,
1: but when they open back up, get into Riverman and support them
0: precisely because they have every, I mean, dude, they've got cigars there from three bucks to a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got that, that unicorn by Steve Saka in there, but then they have the, uh, uh, budget cigars that are as low as $3 a piece. So, I mean, they've got everything for every budget and I think it's important that,
1: and a, just that, a good selection in between. Yeah. So yeah.
0: once that, once they get going, we highly encourage people to stop by a Riverman cigar company in Crestwood, Missouri. So it's now time to go ahead and cut the cigar. I, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Okay. And I'm gonna go for the straight cut this I'm time. I'm going for the V, my friend. You're going for the V. I'm gonna go Big ahead and fan of the V. Oh Lord. We're gonna go there, huh? It's a V cut. So this is a McAuliffe cigar. You always cigar. have to make it weird. Anyway. This is a McAuliffe cigar. And um we're gonna get into a lot of information about McAuliffe cigars on this episode. Um can I can I point something out? An observation out of the gate. What's that? box press it is a box press <laughs> it is when great i select great joy when i selected this i knew that it was going to be one of those ones that you were gonna take some uh some pride in pointing that out but i just did i just um oddly enough i want i wanted to did try you notice this, this looks like a pac-man you point that out every week actually when you have use i said that, that before multiple times right. so Anyway, McAuliffe is a is a it's a, it's a, it's a relatively new company. I think they've been around maybe four or five years, but they've done a really great job of reaching out to the to the um, consumers. They have an ambassador. It's something in
1: your hand. There. They have
0: an ambassador program, and you get this sweet little challenge coin. And this, and I'm ambassador number thirty nine ten. So you know, I I'm significantly uh, lower in rank than. I want to. I want. I coin well you can go on their website and you can sign up and you can get a coin
1: oh that's how you do it that's how you do okay. it okay it's really simple so I, you have to do it for me we t- you know t- me with online i know you on online so <laughs> why don't we go ahead and uh fire get, this bad get boy. cigar it's okay going. hold on the cold retro and the cold retro hail you ready <sighs>
0: the goddamn cold retro <clears throat> well i'll say this on the cold draw okay kind of coffee Maybe. I'm getting sweet potato. (laughs) Well, of course you are, son of (laughs) a bitch. Oh my!
1: not taste anything else but the baked beans. All right, fine. You know
0: what? I'm lighting up because I just. You didn't do the retro. I'm not doing your stupid cold retro. Oh, there it is. We've been making fun of your cold retro on the live things.
1: It works. I mean, not after you eat baked beans and a sweet potato while you're waiting on your buddy to get off the phone. Want to point that out, Nick was on the phone. I was on the phone, but <laughs> I got off the phone. Right as I dug right into as my sweet tater Right as you opened up and <laughs> dug into your sweet potato. So it was really good. I put it on the grill.
0: That's the way to do it. I mean well, you couldn't have possibly waited like you know, just a little bit. Had it a, would it had would a, be like an a, hour. Had a post show sweet potato.
1: Oh no, I got the other half for later. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, okay. Yeah, that's the celebratory half.
1: I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> rationing it out for the, you know, end times here. I yeah. gotcha. I gotcha. Oh, Lord. It'll lead half a sweet tater at a time. Do <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear that joke about the pig? I think I've told that on here, haven't I? Joke about the pig? Yeah. So this, okay, if I've told this before, I apologize to the listeners, but uh, the bishop does not remember if I told this. So this guy comes walking up to a farmhouse one day, and he sees this three-legged pig running around. And he looks at the salesman, or he looks at the the owner of the farm, and he said, "What what what's going on with that pig?" He goes, "Oh, he goes, dude, I got to tell you about that pig. That pig is just miraculous." He said, "Well, well, what what's the story with the three legged pig?" And the farmer says, "Well, about a year and a half ago, we had a fire in the farmhouse, and he said that pig ran out of the barn, busted its way through the gate." And ran into the house, woke us all up, and saved our lives. We came down, we got the fire put out, but we'd have all died. We are all upstairs asleep. And he goes, okay. He goes, but that still doesn't explain what's going on with a three-legged pig. And the farmer says, well, okay, let me tell you this. So my son fell into the well. And we didn't know where he was, and we couldn't find him. And that pig ran over, got us drug us back to the well and showed us where our son was and we were able to get him out of the well and we saved his life. And it's all thanks to that pig. And the farmer says, But it still doesn't make any sense. Why why is the pig only got three legs? The farmer says, Well, so that pig that pig was out one day running around in the in the lot and it came over and it got me and I could just tell something was wrong. And the next thing I know I look up, and I see that there's a tornado coming. And that pig warned us about that tornado, and we were able to get down in the cellar. We brought it down with us, and that pig saved our lives a third time. And the salesman goes, okay, the, the pig's great. I get that. He goes, but why is it only got three legs? And the farmer says, well, you don't eat a pig like that all at once.
0: Oh, my God. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think you have shared that joke on the show before. Anyway, now that you've lit your cigar, what are you getting? Sweet
1: potatoes and baked beans. <laughs> You're such an ass! What are you You're getting? Such an ass! I've completely blown out my palate.
0: Smooth retro hail. I just did that without coughing. I want that noted for the record. Ooh, it
1: is. That is a smooth, smooth retro hail. That is. Well, it's smoking nicely. Good cigar. It's got. It's a double band too. What would you say? A little hint of spice. Yeah, I got something not, on not, the retro. It's Hale a Moore. very soft spice. Yeah, it's not. I've, a, I've blown my palate out, so this isn't really fair. It's a really soft spice. It's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not the punch in the gut I thought I was going to get from the Sumatra.
0: No, it's definitely a very subtle, very back of the palate kind of,
1: kind of peppery. I'm spicy actually starting notes. to get some flavor notes now. I've. I think I'm getting enough sweet potato out of my palate. Get some coffee. I have some coffee right there. No, I I, I get some coffee flavor from it. Would you it. like some coffee? No, I don't want any oh, coffee. Oh, okay. No,
0: That's what I Why yeah. do you keep
1: asking for it if you don't want it? I don't want it. Oh. I'm,
0: I'm saying that... Never mind.
1: Oh, Lord. I'm starting to taste coffee on it.
0: It's because you just took a drink of coffee. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: So what's new? So, we're social distancing, by the way. We are. We yeah. are.
0: I, I. I. don't think we can touch. Normally,
1: Nick likes to get it a lot closer I don't to think, me than I this. I don't think we could touch if we extend arms out. I don't. I don't think. I'm uh, not going to try. I'll tell you that. I mean, you know. <clears throat> yeah, Nick just reached out to me all lovingly, and I. It wasn't lovingly. I shunned his. You know, intentions. You did shun me though. But anyway, no, I. It was not, somewhat lovingly. Not much has been going on.
0: No, it's been very spooky. Quiet. Well, yeah. I, I was just saying before the the recording that for the last eh, week, probably slightly over a week, I've just kind of felt like something's been off. Something's been wrong. Something's been not quite right. Maybe
1: the pandemic?
0: Well, okay. Yes, but that's not it. Okay. It's like, it's like I could process that that was going on, and I could process that, you know... People are having to change habits. People are having to do different things. You know, whatever else. But I just haven't quite felt right. And this is where we're going to go into black helicopter territory for a minute. Oh, God. It's normally me that does that. I just... It clicked, like, in the last, like, 24 hours, just how oppressed and controlled we all are now.
1: I've been
0: saying. I know, but, like, you're wacky. So I tend to not... (laughs) give you any credence.
1: (laughs) throw out the baby with the bathwater. I don't even know how that fits here, but I like saying it.
0: I just kind of, like, it just kind of clicked that, you know, here we are just blindly giving our leadership of all different levels whatever control
1: and power they want. There are cities in Illinois, Champaign just did this, where they, they declared some kind of disaster declaration, and they can literally curb gun sales and seize property.
0: Yeah. Turn off your electricity. Turn off yes. your
1: water. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Ration food. I mean, this is the city mayor, for God's sakes. This isn't even like the governor or anything. I mean, I don't know. And The Atlantic, the uh, the, the magazine, The Atlantic, they yep. just had an article talking about how a lot of world leaders have been using this as an excuse to, you know, perform power grabs. And the question becomes, are they going to give it back when it's all said and done? Yeah. <laughs> And I really do I am starting to really kind of get a little I don't know I just feel antsy. I get it. I feel that's con- how I feel, I feel all the time. Constricted. Yeah. And kind of confined and controlled. That's how I feel I'm not, all the time. I'm not now dig- do you get I'm it? I'm not
1: digging it. This I'm is d- why I'm like this. I'm not digging it. No, this is not why you're like this. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm always I'm always on edge, man. <laughs> you're mate. like this for a lot of you reasons. you got to keep your head on a swivel when you find yourself in a vicious pandemic,
0: so anyway, now I will say the one thing that I have uh, discovered
1: throughout this uh, that's pandemic... some robins mating in the yard there. I don't know if everybody caught that. But yeah. They, they were very, very loud. They were very loud. Making eggs. Anyway, yeah, making um, eggs. <coughs> corona. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: that's my new thing. Every time I cough, I just say corona. Mostly just... Because here's the thing. We were coughing before coughing I was, gonna, was cool. That's what I was yeah. just about to say. I smoked cigars. You stole your joke. You did, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I smoked cigars, and I was coughing before coughing was cool. <laughs> but, yeah. So, no, I now I just say Corona afterwards. Um, but, nah, it it's um, the one thing that I've discovered throughout this whole pandemic and being trapped at my house and everything like that is the fun of going on Instagram Live. Oh.
1: <sighs> Oh, I, dude! I sat in with you no, for a while. No, this has been
0: fun. I, I know you're I, having a good time. I went in.
1: Um, he tried to get me to do it with him. I, like, I no. did
0: one with Jen, and I did one with um, Dave from Martinez Cigars, and I did one with Matt Tobacco from the Ashholes. And you know, you just get comments and you know people interacting with you. And it's so much fun!
1: Yay! I don't know. I like it. So. Right. It was fun. It was fun going on, and you know, kind of needling you here and there, you know, in the comments. Uh-huh. But yeah, I just that's a lot of time. What else do you have to do? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm fortifying the bunker. Sit and eat sweet potatoes. That was a good sweet potato. Anyway, you, what you do? The key is you put a little sea salt on it, then wrap it up in the uh, tin foil when you're, and later I can make a hat out of that. So, God, you put it on the grill. And you cook it skin side down, flip it over into the middle, and then flip it back to the skin side. And that way you get it cooked all the way through. Oh, there yeah. you go. That's the key. Because you don't mind if you burn the skin side. So you cook it twice. Okay. Why don't you mind and then, if you burn
0: the skin side? Do
2: you because because not eat I'm, the skin? I'm not eating the
0: skin. There's so many vitamins and nutrients in
1: the skin, though. You can have my skin. I don't want your skin. You want my skin? No, you do, don't you? I really don't. You kind of do. Do you want a sweet potato? I got an No,
0: I don't want a sweet potato.
1: (laughs) 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 I'll hook you up. I don't need a sweet potato. Anyway, he never wants to cook anything that I make, and I'm a good cook. Why do I have to cook it again? Or I'm sorry. Did I say cook? You never want to eat anything that I cook,
0: and I'm a good cook. I mean, I'm sure you are, but I'm just saying you always offer me food either after I've eaten or at weird times, like for example, now, here we are just randomly sitting here and recording, and you're five just o'clock, like, I needed a hey, snack. you want a sweet potato? <laughs> oh, it's your pre dinner snack, <laughs> I exactly. get you. okay, okay,
1: oh, you should tell the magic bag story <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Corona, that took me a minute um I uh. <laughs> so I had an employee at my office, um, no longer with me. Um, oh, she didn't die. No, she didn't die. <laughs> she just went off to another job. No longer with us. I didn't say no longer with <laughs> us. I said no longer with me. Anyway, she's no longer with me. And she um, she had a habit of bringing in McDonald's. Now, mind you, she worked. I mean, she was on paper from like 2 to 6. Yeah. Okay. So it was an afternoon shift. And so we kind of always thought she would have had lunch before she came in and she would have left and then gone to dinner. But she always brought in a bag of McDonald's and we started calling it the magic bag of tricks because (laughs) she would just reach in this bag and always have another food item. (laughs) It's like the one day I witnessed this folks. It was great. One day. It was like 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 Jesus with the loaves and fishes. It really was. It was like cheeseburger. Eat the cheeseburger. Reach in the bag, cheeseburger, eat the cheeseburger, reach in the bag, cheeseburger, reach in the bag, eat the cheeseburger. I mean, it was just constant. So, like, one day, I finally decided I was going to get up, and I went over to the garbage can after she left, and I got the McDonald's bag out.
1: (laughs) That, by the way, is uh, weird in and of itself, but I like it.
0: We looked at the wrappers, and there were six cheeseburger wrappers in this bag. Okay, six. And I did the math on that and determined that she'd already eaten her daily allotment of calories just in her afternoon snack of six cheeseburgers. Well,
1: didn't you say that she didn't want her mom to know? And
0: therein lies the second thing is one day we were talking about her McDonalds and she said that she, she had She would a, also do
1: it with the breakfast burritos too. Well, we'll get
0: to that yeah. in a second. She she kept that as she kept this a secret. She kept her McDonald's runs a secret because her mom. She was living at home, and her mom would get would would be so angry at her to know that she was eating all this McDonald's before she went home and had the dinner that her mom had prepared. Good grief! And this girl's
1: fairly young. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. She's you know mid twenties. Oh man, and just ravaging herself with food, man, because she would eat a nice healthy h- healthy lunch,
1: and which then is fine.
0: I'm not saying a healthy lunch. I mean healthy as in portion size. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, she'd oh. eat a nice hearty lunch. <laughs> hearty, okay. Hearty maybe. Know. That's a better word. And then, you know, we'd have the six cheeseburgers. Plus, of course, I for- I keep forgetting about the McCafe coffee, frappe, oh, whatever the hell, shake thing that you. she freaking had. Yeah. And, you know, then then she'd go home and have dinner. Then there was the other time that we checked the bag, and that's when it was two double cheeseburgers, and four breakfast burritos.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. So, And anyway, that was just the midday snack. That was just the midday snack. Wow. The magic bag. She got really pissed off at Subway one time, and I can't remember what that was all about, but it amused
1: me greatly to hear her complaining about Subway. I think I remember that. It was mm-hmm. something about the attendant or they didn't give her something she wanted or mm-hmm. I forget. Yeah, I forget
0: what the I don't remember what it was. The beats but were. It was really funny. It was
1: really funny. So what are you getting on your stick?
0: I'm still getting the uh, peppery kind of back taste. It's very subtle, but I, I but it but that's actually standing out to me more than perhaps anything else. So I don't the know. The retrohale so spicy how now.
1: Subtle. But um coffee. Still, I'm still not getting coffee the coffee. Flavor. But maybe yeah, well, let's be honest. I'm drinking coffee, so mm-hmm. that's gonna be harder for me.
0: Well, anyway, this is a cigar by McAuliffe, and I I enjoy a lot of McAuliffe cigars. You know, you and I had the McAuliffe uh, Medaglia yeah, on the show earlier at the earlier this year. And um, I enjoy the Grande Bull Maduro quite a bit. Um, this is the
1: first time smoking the Sumatra,
0: and I I like it. So yeah,
1: it's it's got a good flavor to it. I'm not the biggest Sumatra guy, but you know I can I can take them or leave them. But this is a good cigar. It's well constructed. Yes,
0: it is. Oh no, dude, it's my, a solid cigar. My burn line is like razor tight, and it's nice and even, and
1: the uh, the ash is holding together really really well. It amazes me though on that retro hill. I've done about four of them now. How smooth that is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's impressive.
0: Yeah, there's my second one, and I didn't cough. Yeah. Amazingly. I know, right? So, well, why don't we go ahead and get into the interview with Dan Thompson. He's the president of McAuliffe Cigars. and we Oh, that's awesome. We talked a little bit about um, not just the company, but um, the ambassador program and kind of their outreach on that front. And then also some of the things that they're doing as a company to... Um, you know, reach out and interact with and bring a little entertainment into the lives of uh, consumers that are kind of trapped at home um, due, to, due to quarantine and whatever else. And so um, why don't we go ahead? God and knows we need that now. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and get into that interview? Well, we're joined today by Dan Thompson. He's the president of McAuliffe Cigars. Thank you very much for taking time today, Dan. Hey, Nick, how are you doing? It's great to be with you. Yeah, great to have you. we have I, I know I've smoked a number of McAuliffe cigars. I'm actually ambassador number 3910, although I won't point that out to Rob because I'll never hear the end of it. And, uh, you know, but no, we're, we're a big fan over here at the show. So we're, we're happy that you were able to come on.
2: Nick, I am so glad to hear that we got invited to come speak with you. I just lit up a Magdahlia for this conversation.
0: Is it the Toro? So I'm
2: ready to roll. Is of it course the it's a Toro, that's <laughs> the best one.
0: Well, see, now I'm going to weigh in on this, because I know Rob over at Cigar Talk and you have this little debate about what is the proper size, and I'm with you. I, I, the, the 46, you know, for those that enjoy it, that's great. It's a little too small for me, so I'm all in for the
2: Toro. You know what's funny? In theory, that would be my favorite cigar, size-wise. But the blend and the way the notes just come out on the Toro, I love it. There you go. So I, I just respectfully disagree with Rob and <laughs> Sam who works for us every day in our media.
0: That's awesome.
2: Well, so I wanted
0: to get into McAuliffe a little bit now. I, I would think that a lot of my listeners are familiar with McAuliffe, but, but I wanted to get started on two points. First, if you could just kind of briefly touch on maybe the history of the company a little bit, but then also you guys released a letter back in January that was in the spirit of full transparency, um, a letter to your, your retail partners and, and consumers and everything about you know, the plan for the company going forward. If you could touch on that as well, that would be great.
2: No, I'd be happy to. Uh, I, I, we're blessed that many people have discovered McAuliffe Cigars. And I'd like to share with you just a moment about Al McAuliffe, who's the, the founder and launched it three years ago. Uh, Al is a serial entrepreneur and has businesses in several different industries. But the one thing that, that's common throughout, they're all very successful, but they're all done in partnership with people, you know. Al and I both believe that it's incredibly important to find the right people when you set up a business, and then let's focus on the quality and service that we can bring to our friends who, who consume that product, whether it's restaurants or silicone or cigars. We, we're active in all those businesses, but we want to do it with people so that we have great products. In that vein, Al met the Gomez-Sanchez family and what kind of was a coincidence. And had some cigars rolled. I don't know if you've heard the story. No. So he was at our favorite lounge here in Texas, and I was with him. And some people came in and asked if they could roll cigars and um, sell them to us. And Al got to talking to them and decided maybe they could roll, I don't know, 1,000, 2,000 cigars. Well, that cigar that they first blended became what's known as the Reserva today. Wow. And as Al began working with the Gomez-Sanchez family, who are great blenders, but they never had the resources to really scale up and launch a company, thought that it would be good to enter a partnership so that the marketing and the sales, we run that out of the U.S., we own our factory in Nicaragua, and the Gomez-Sanchez family help blends and ensure the quality of the products. So it's it's really a great entrepreneurial story about working with others to build products that people love. That's great. That's great. Getting into the letter
0: from January, can you kind of tell us a little bit about some of the uh, points in that letter and maybe some of the commitments that McAuliffe as a company made?
2: Yeah, I'd be happy to. You know, I came on board as the president last October, and I had been on the outside director of the board of McAuliffe Cigars. And one of the things that we realized— is that we were no longer a startup company. And we began to think about how do we operate in a way that customers who, who buy our product, they know they're going to get a beautiful, traditional, handcrafted, Cuban-style cigar on a constant basis. And how do our retail partners, how do they know how to count on us and make sure that we do business in a way that's great to do business with them? So we decided an open letter was the way to do it. And we, we made three sets of promises because we thought, hey, our goal is to be a top 10 partner with every brick and mortar that we work with. And that's big and that's ambitious, but as a family-owned business, we can set big goals. And so we laid it out in three areas. We said, what can we promise our retailer partners, what can we promise consumers, and what can we do for the industry? And uh, you know, I'm happy to walk through any of those in whatever order you'd like. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, if you just want to start in sequence and we can just kind of go through those, yeah, that'd be great.
2: Sure. So we realized that when we started the company, we sold cigars to anybody who would buy them because that's what you do when you start up. But as we've gotten experience in the industry, we know that our primary business partner is the brick-and-mortar retail store. We love those guys because they're the ones who provide the environments that we can smoke and enjoy. They're working with the local governments. It's ground zero for making the cigar industry work. Definitely. So now our whole strategy is around how do we support the brick and mortars? And what what we've been able to do, as an example, is we just launched a cigar called the McAuliffe to be named. I I wanted to get
0: into that. So, no, this is great. So,
2: okay. So let's do this. Let's talk about the retailers and the consumers, and then we'll tie it together because it shows that we're we're executing on our promises and we're having a lot of fun while we do it. Gotcha. So with our retail partners, we definitely want to be the people that they know have their back. We have, we have an incredible inventory in our distribution center here in Texas. When we bring retailers in, they're amazed at the inventory that we have on the shelves. Because we never want them to be in a position where they're on back order, you know. We are ready to make sure that if you're a retail partner, that product is available for you anytime that you want it. Second, we wanted to think about how we could build business models with retail partners where it helps both of us grow our profits. You know, we don't see it as we just wholesale it and walk away. Rather, what can we do? And we're humble, and we're learning from our retail partners how to be a great manufacturing company and distributor with them. the third thing that we talked about is internet sales. And that's kind of a hot subject for a lot of people, but it's important that we're clear, not every McAuliffe customer has a brick and mortar. So we're going to work with our existing brick and mortars on solutions to make sure that McAuliffe customers can buy product either directly from shops and then in the future, we're going to do some consolidation of online internet sales to make sure that the price protection exists so retailers don't have it being discounted out under their feet. No, that's So great. It's, a, it's a real focus on the brick and mortars and making them successful because they provide the environment and the heart that allows us to smoke cigars all over this country. And we love them for that.
0: No, that's great. That's great. So getting into the, uh, the to-be-named cigar Um, kind of, can you, let's talk about that project and kind of how that came about and how that's going.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we began last year was the McAuliffe ambassador. And I know a lot of your listeners are are actually ambassadors and we love them. And one of the things that we do is we have a private Facebook group where they post and we do a lot of uh, conversations around different topics. We actually kind of have a monthly business meeting with them where we talk about what we're working on and we get their feedback. So when we got ready to launch the cigar that's now called the McAuliffe Maduro to be named, we wanted to do it on the first anniversary of the ambassador program. Okay. So we launched it and it's called to be named because it didn't have a name on its band. We shut down our supply chain in Nicaragua and we said, what we're going to do is we're going to let the ambassadors smoke this product, and they're going to make recommendations and vote on what we should call it. Okay. And it's been a hell of a lot of fun, but it's, it's not an easy thing to do because we still got to make boxes and bands and UPC codes. Oh, yeah. But Nick, I, I got to tell you, something happened that we just never expected. What's that? <laughs> We sold out in 36 hours
0: oh my gosh i have seen in the ambassador group there's guys like i need to get my hands on some how can i get my hands on some so yeah so i guess that i i I figured you it was popular i didn't expect it to be 36 hours
2: popular you know and all the credit goes to the hard work the sales team has done working with retailers brick and mortars and building trust and confidence because we, we didn't even sample the cigar to anybody. Really? And it sold out in 36 hours. And so we were just like honored and flabbergasted that people were willing to take a bet on us. But we had done some homework with some brick and mortar partners on setting the price, making sure that they understood that, you know, it was, it was an honor of the ambassadors and that we were naming it. You know, based on what we know today, we'll have a name, Uh, Voting will come to an end in about the next 7 to 10 days, and I'm expecting to have banded product here in July unless world events uh, delay us, but that's a situation we're all living through together.
0: I was going to say, everything's on
2: hold, theoretically, so yeah. It is on hold, but I want to talk about what we're going to do, because we think we can do something special for the ambassadors. Okay. While it's on hold. Okay. I don't know I don't know if it's resonating with you but we love our ambassadors.
0: Oh, definitely. No, that's one thing that is very clear um with your company and is is that you guys really do um take a take a, a firm role in interacting with you know, I say the consumer but in this case we're talking specifically about the ambassadors. You know, you guys interact with us in the, in the Facebook group, and it's not just you. I mean, it's, it's a lot of the upper management and higher-ups over at the company. So, I mean, it gives the, the ambassadors a real pipeline and a real direct line to the, to the top and, and be able to express their views and opinions. So that's great.
2: Yeah, if you could see the conference room that we work in. So it's really cool to have a cigar company because we've got a conference room where we can smoke. You know, and that, that's a pretty good lifestyle. Yeah. Well, in that conference room, we've, we've got a very large TV on one end. And we actually pin Facebook posts. And in our meetings, we go through and we review those. Whether it's on the manufacturing side, on the marketing side, on the sales side, we actually go through those. Many of the polls that we post, you're actually helping run the business with us. As an ambassador.
0: See, that's the beauty of, you know, as somebody, um, I I have a small business. And so it's one of those things that I look at this and we've done focus groups here at my business before in the past. And so I'm looking at this and I'm thinking this is a brilliant strategy on your part, because not only, you know, do you guys um, engage your consumer and, and really have them um, come in with a sense of, of, a small sense of ownership in the company, which is vital, you know, to, for, for, for engaging them. But at the same time, you know, you're, I, I don't, using is not necessarily, I don't mean in a negative way, but it's brilliant because you guys are, you're almost using the ambassadors as your own ongoing regular focus group.
2: Yeah, it, and, you know, yes, we absolutely, it, it could be just a focus group, but it's grown to be so much more because the relationships then begin to transcend just a bulletin board where you're getting focused data, you know? Yeah. The the friendships and the fellowships, and that's what's so unique about, you know, the the cigar community is we like to get together and we like to have conversations, you know, and Somebody could be uh, on the right-hand side of the political spectrum and somebody on the left, but they get drawn together and get to have great conversations while we enjoy cigars.
0: Definitely, definitely.
2: uh, And I think that's very important for us as a country and where we are right now. And seeing that happen in the ambassador community, I got to tell you, I was humbled. We had two truck drivers make post, and they were talking about the supply chain problems in America right now. But, you know, they loved it that they had people who were ambassadors that were saying, hey, we got your back. We really appreciate you're out on the road. You're not at home. Thank you for what you're doing. And it's really cool.
0: Oh, yeah. No, and that's the thing. I don't mean to make it sound like it's just a, a business focus group. I mean, it's it's obvious to anybody who's in that, that Facebook group that it is a, a solid community and, and to it possibly another extent, even like. Uh, a McAuliffe family, so no i I mean it it is great how everybody interacts in such a great way
2: yeah for for me as a leader, it's allowed us to we get business benefits in terms of the feedback like you're calling a focus group yeah people tell us where they want their brick and mortars to have cigars, so it helps our sales team but then it's also just created a lot of friendships and community,
0: which is great. Um,
2: Nick, do you mind if I I take a minute and just talk about the kind of the events with coronavirus and everybody being in quarantine and what we're thinking about and going to do as a McAuliffe team? No, I
0: think that'd be great. I think that'd be great because people are trapped in their homes right now. And I think anything that you can do to help them out, I think, would be great.
2: Yeah, it's actually really funny. Yesterday, we finished setting up for Al McAuliffe at his house. Uh, we've converted his garage into a lounge for him.
0: <laughs> well, you can come on over to my house when you're when you're uh, all packed up and done with that project. So
2: I got I got to tell you, he probably has better inventory than most garages. I would
0: imagine so.
2: <laughs> and we're we're calling it the uh, Maltese Falcon Lounge because he's from Malta. Oh, that's awesome. So. We're trying to figure out how to make the best out of quarantining and small groups. And so the team met with me on Monday, and they felt very strong about trying to go big with some ambition. I'm not sure if we're going to get it right, but I'm going to tell you what we're doing. Okay. The team was disappointed that there's no March Madness this year. I mean, everybody loves their bracket. Yeah. And so Sam and Andy, who's our national sales director, they are going to bring to the McAuliffe ambassador community McAuliffe Madness. Okay. It's a, it's a bracket that we've developed of our different cigars, and we're going to do some head-to-head smoking of different blends and sizes and see if we can arrive as a community as to what's the best McAuliffe cigar this year.
0: Oh, man. So wait, wait, wait. Let's stop and think about this for a minute. Are you guys are you guys breaking this down by size as well?
2: We're, we're, we're into Viatolas. I'm okay. not sure if it's going to be a 48 or 42 bracket.
0: No, this is perfect because what this does is this allows the ambassador community to go ahead and weigh in on this Toro uh, uh, versus... what. Uh, not not the 46 what is the other name? yeah it's the 6 by 46 yeah the 6 by 46 that so this this allows the ambassador community to weigh in on the debate between you and rob as to which is the better medallia
2: well and you know sam is on rob's team and then all of a sudden amanda McCallif, who's our marketing vice president she has popped up her head and she's like i like the 4 by 46 she goes it's the perfect size medallia and so now we're having a three way debate.
0: Oh, this is perfect. This is
2: perfect. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And the team's working on the details, but it appears that we'll be able to publish the bracket, people be able to pick their winners just like a, an NCAA bracket. And then we'll run a contest to see who has the best bracket out of every ambassador. So okay. not only do we pick the, the winner in terms of the McAuliffe portfolio today but the ambassador with the best bracket will uh, be rewarded with the prize. Perfect. Perfect. So that's one thing. Second thing is we want to bring some retailers into the ambassador community and do some virtual hearfs. And so our salespeople are going to work with some retailers. We actually have brought in some new video conferencing software. We're going to have some ambassadors where we can stream it out live through Facebook But we can have conversations from our patios, our garages, wherever we are, and actually start reconnecting as a community. That's
0: fantastic. That's fantastic. I've done a few video herfs with the the Barrel Burners group, and it's a lot of fun uh, sitting there and interacting with folks from all over the country at the same time.
2: You know what? I may follow up with you after this. I, I would love to hear how they do it and see if there's any lessons that we could learn. Yeah, definitely. Because we just, we just want this to be something fun and a way for us to connect and enjoy the time in this unusual circumstance. Definitely. So there's one more thing that we're going to do, and I think it's going to be very interesting. But we've begun asking people from across the cigar industry, to join us in interviews. And what we'll be doing is one hour a day. I think we'll be able to do it every day. We'll have somebody from the cigar industry. They'll be from other companies. They may be from cigar media. But we're going to sit down and have some interviews about what's going on. And really, I'm hoping, since we all smoke different brands, I mean, I smoke primarily McAuliffe. I'm the president, and I love it. You know, I have my other go-to smokes. We want to bring some of those in and talk about the brands that we enjoy in the state of the industry. So I'm hoping it's going to be a lot of fun to have the interviews where ambassadors can ask questions and participate in that also.
0: No, that's fantastic. That that I mean, I like that a lot because you know, one of the things in the industry is uh, we we all need to stick together. You know, for a lot of different reasons. You know, be at the FDA or whatever else. We we all need to stick together. And it's nice that there's a company that is confident in their product enough to then turn around and say, you know, hey, we'll bring in some other guys with some other interviews and here's some other cigars that you might like and enjoy.
2: Yeah, well, absolutely. And it's not just confidence in our product. I mean, we actually respect and admire the people that we're going to be bringing in with us. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have. We're, we're a new company that's in the industry of, of all the people who've gone before us who have created this. And we're very humbled by that. We think that we're going to have a very unique product that people are going to love with the McAuliffe brand on it, but we respect the people who've been in there with us before. That's why we want to do some things that are interesting in the industry. And we think by bringing other guests in from companies outside of McAuliffe, it's just reflects real life. Yeah, And, those are our friends too. No, <laughs> oh,
0: that's awesome. So that's we're awesome.
2: excited about it. Um, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. We'll see how it comes out. Uh, none of us are TV stars that have interview backgrounds for 20 years, but <laughs> I'm thinking we're going to do some fun.
0: No, nah, that'll be fun. I mean, it'll give people something to look forward to. Um, if they are trapped at home or maybe they're they're uh, maybe not trapped at home but maybe they're uh, on a temporary furlough or something like
2: that you know it gives them gives them something to look forward to that's absolutely and it's something that we can do together and you know if it's terrible no problem we'll can it but let's just come back in that community and we'll come up with the next best idea and we'll go try that too well you know I mean it's uh
0: and, and if it's terrible then they got what they paid for it. you know (laughs) it's what i always say about this show so anyway
2: (laughs) well you guys consistently have fun on this show so Uh, we do have um, fun yeah well i'll tell you i appreciate you taking some time to to visit with me today and especially in these unusual times and we're excited that we can bring the cigar community together in some new ways uh the McAuliffe ambassador program we're going to do our part we're excited about what barrel burners or other organizations can be doing because it's it's really about helping each other through, through difficult times.
0: Definitely, definitely. So um, where can people find out more about McAuliffe and in turn, if they are not a member of the Ambassador Program, where can they find out more information about it and sign up for that?
2: Absolutely. You can go to McAuliffeCigars.com. And on that page, there's probably three or four things that people would find interesting. One is store locators, and we have a map, so if you're looking for them. Two, we have, if you want to join the Bastard program, you fill out a form. Then once you fill that out, uh, we send you a certificate and a coin, and then we bring you into our Facebook uh, private group. And that's where we have most of the online interaction. And we have some people who don't do that because maybe they're just not into technology. But the majority of our interactivity occurs in that Facebook private group. Um, and then the, the third thing is that our, our webpage definitely has the information on our blends and our sticks. So if you're looking and maybe you've had a McDallion, you wonder what a La Crema, how, you know, the wrapper, the binder, and the filler, all of that information is there for you too. Gotcha.
0: Well, Dan, thank you so much for taking time out. I know uh, we did have to reschedule this interview from the other day because I, and, and I was swamped and everything. And so I reached out to you and asked, you know, hey, do you have time later this week to do it? And, and uh, you, you graciously made some time in your schedule.
2: So I really want to thank you for taking time out to speak with us today. Hey, we're just delighted to be here. And however, we can help you and your audience. Uh, we're all in and want you to be a giant success. So thank you very much. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. Well, Nick, that was awesome, man. Good interview.
0: No, Dan's a really nice guy, and I was really pleased that he was able to take some time to speak with me because um, we were originally supposed to talk on um, Monday of last week, but with uh, my newspaper, it just got away from me with all the corona and everything else my, going my, my on. My corona. It just got away from me really bad, and I had to reschedule. So thankfully, he was able to take some time and reschedule and talk to me from the car uh, sitting in a parking lot. So There
1: you go. Now, I got to tell a quick story here. So last week, Nick, we're just randomly talking on the phone, and he says, I've got this, like, my Sharona song stuck in my head. And I'm like, yeah, that's because I say it every time you say Corona. And he realized then that I had planted this earworm. Yeah, I I didn't realize that. So my my Corona. Yeah. So anyway. So why don't
0: we go ahead and get into our segment with uh, Larry the Mute, where we talk about cheap cigars. Dear God. So Larry uh, dodged the National Guard, was able to break quarantine and everything this week. He, uh, he had to run across some borders to make it here, but he, he was proud to do so. And he wants to give us our or his review of the Swisher Sweet Peach. So, Larry, we'll go ahead and pass it off to you. This is the dumbest thing we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going to hurt Larry's feelings. He puts a lot of time and effort into these reviews. He's mute. It's a podcast. Doesn't mean he doesn't have a valid opinion. I'm just saying. Okay, then. Anyway. Well, thanks, Larry. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, the, what the actual hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I appreciate Larry's <laughs> contribution to the show,
1: and I hope that he continues to do so. See, I think this is just insight into the fact that everybody out there thinks that I'm the goofy one. <laughs> <laughs> but. It, uh, eyes are getting opened hamsters are getting on wheels that's all i'm saying
0: you created larry the mute
1: anyway that's true but i never intended for <laughs> anybody to hear about droneuts it. It. oh no. god god anyway we should do ask the boys um
0: we should we should um we have some technical difficulties so
1: we're gonna have like all of one question but hey uh, you know for some reason nick can't figure out how to get on the wi-fi At your house. I don't know the password. Anyway,
0: we'll go ahead and get into our regular Tuesday segment, Ask the Boys. Well, anyway, as I was saying, we did have some technical difficulties, specifically the fact that Jeff can't remember the password to the Wi-Fi at his house. And so... You've had it in your phone before. That doesn't mean it saves it. So, anyway, I, I have a question for this week. I can't say, I can't open up the website to see if there's any questions.
1: You're all sleepy.
0: I was yawning. <laughs> I can't open up the website to see if there were any questions.
1: Oh, <laughs> little Nikki's tired. Anyway. Okay. So, I have an Ask the Boys question that came to us via Facebook. And this is from our uh, friend Robert Paulson, P O L S O N. Okay. And he is from Westminster, Colorado. Okay. So that being said, he asks the question, what other podcasts do you guys listen to? And he's especially interested in me, and I think it's probably just my delicate features, but he's especially interested in what I'm listening to. Okay. So, but I'm going to go ahead and let you start, because I hate to admit this, I'm not the biggest podcast listener. So I'm going to let you start with your podcast, and then I'm going to get into some of my stuff, because some of mine is actually more YouTube videos and things like that.
0: Okay. So on the podcast front, I listen to a number of them throughout the week. I listen to, um, obviously, Cigar Authority and The Ash Holes, Cigar Talk, and The Good Cigar. Those are my, like, cigar-related podcasts. Yeah. Um, I also listen to Office Ladies because I like the. uh, I'm right there with you. The back and forth between the two of them, and I like the behind the scenes information about the show. It's about the Office. It is about the Office, and I also really enjoy the Steve Austin show.
1: Um, (laughs) You've talked about that one a lot,
0: dude. I'll tell you what, man, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's fascinating because, like, you know, when he's got wrestlers on, obviously they're talking wrestling and you know that kind of thing, but like. They they do two episodes a week. One's the the new episode, and then on Thursday it's the um, Stone Cold Classic episode. So like the classic episode this past week, he was interviewing David Lee Roth,
2: and oh, that's just like funny.
0: talking about stuff. And it's just I don't know. I've been really entertained with the Stone Cold Steve Austin show. What else do? How I long has he been to? podcasting, dude? He's got like five hundred plus episodes. I mean oh, that wow. guy. He's been doing it for a while now, and then. Uh, what else do I listen to? Oh, the snack authority. I like the snack authority. You've mentioned that as well. Um, it's only about fifteen minutes, but they review like snack good you know, snack items, new Oreos, candies, things like that. Oh. The best of car talk from NPR.
1: Oh, you love car talk. I love car Talk. I do click, love car talk. Click and talk.
0: clack the Car Brothers.
1: There you go. So click and clack. Yeah. That, man, that's a throwback. I haven't heard that for years. Mm-hmm. So I, on the other hand I'm going to list off some of the ones that uh, our friend, uh, Robert Paulson, I hope I'm saying that right. P-O-L-S-O-N, Paulson, Paulson? I guess so. Yeah. So, uh, Robert listed off these. So, he said for ham radio, he's apparently a ham radio operator, it's A-R-R-L, the doctor is in, uh, 100 watts and a wire, and then for like prepper type things, which is apropos right now, Mm -hmm. um, he does... A uh, podcast called uh, Forward Ob- Forward Observer Dispatch, the Survival Podcast, Radio Free r- uh, Rebout, re- redo. Re- how do you how do you say that? Redoubt, redoubt. I radio guess. Radio Free Redoubt. Yeah, yeah. So okay, okay. Radio Free Redoubt, and that's R E D O U uh, B T. As far as whiskey, he likes to listen to Whiskey Cast. Uh, gardening, uh, Joe the Gardener Podcast. And then Outdoors, The First 40 Miles, which that's a new one to me. And then HYOH Hammocks, which I've never heard of. Uh, then he also listens to Cigar Talk, Cigar Authority, and The Pulpit.
0: Yay! Yay!
1: So um, there, he actually gave me a lot of good uh, choices here because I'm not the biggest podcast listener. And if you're not going to a specific podcast or looking for a specific thing, you can get lost in a, lost in the sea of podcasts. There are a lot of podcasts out there that you can listen to, which is why we really appreciate you guys listening to us. Um, But one thing I wanted to mention is, like you said, I like to listen to The Office Ladies. Um, I find that very entertaining. And I've actually gone back and listened to some of those two and three times because I catch things, and I like to put them on at night when I'm going to sleep, so I may miss the last half, so I have to replay it and... You know, but I I really, I like The Office, the TV show The Office, and I like listening to them talk about all the the behind-the-scenes stuff. And they've had Creed on. Creed Bratton's an interesting cat. Yeah. You know, he was in the grassroots, and, um, and it's funny, there are several people on The Office that actually used their names as their character names, and I don't know how that came about. They haven't really talked about that, but like Creed's Creed and, you know, all these different people on there use... Like, their names, mm-hmm. it's, it's really strange, um, which isn't something you see in normal shows. But, uh, I wanted to mention a couple of things that I like to go, I, I actually watch these, and they're on YouTube. Uh, I'm big into organic gardening. So, two of the people that I like to watch, listen to, watch, you know, slash watch, whatever, is the urban farmer Curtis Stone. I really like Curtis Stone stuff. He's got this market garden up in Canada, and it's all about how he basically grows like this buttload of food on like a uh, half an acre, and it's very very interesting. And he's got um, actually look here. I can't see how many videos he's got, but he's got a ton. If you look him up on uh, YouTube by the Urban Farmer or Urban Farmer Curtis Stone, you'll find him, and just amazing wealth of information. And the other gardening guy that I really love, his name is John Kohler, and he has a channel on YouTube. It's called growingyourgreens.com. And so if you type in growingyourgreens on YouTube, it'll pull him up. And if you like gardening, you're going to love this guy. I mean, and he's a lot of fun. He's, you know, big into organic food, big into a plant-based lifestyle, and he's just he's he's very entertaining and very informative. Well, there you go. But those are a couple of the... Things I like to listen to. Now, I'm a terrestrial radio guy, so I still, I, I listen to it back in the old days with Art Bell, and I still listen to it now with George Norrie, Coast to Coast AM. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an insomniac, so I stay up late, and I love, love, love listening to Coast to Coast. You will also
0: play Coast to Coast throughout the night. Yes, I do. When you're sleeping. I do. And that was All sorts of fun as I'm splitting a hotel room with you, and I'm having to have coast-to-coast on as I'm trying to sleep. That may have been why you woke up screaming. That might have been why I woke up screaming. But
1: (laughs) But I don't think they were talking about anything, you know, real, you know, out there that night. I don't think so. But But it's always fun. The Art Bell days, I mean, the old classic Art Bell radio. Did you ever listen to Art Bell, Nick? Mm -mm. Oh, God. You should go back. There are some of... His classic shows like his ghost Corona. to ghost show, yeah, Corona. his ghost to ghost shows and what. he'd have a field day with Corona man. He'd be all in. <laughs> um, but if you go back on YouTube or you know there are places you can go listen to his old podcasts or, or his old radio shows on podcasts and different things. But if you go back and listen, this guy was smooth and he knew how to to work an audience with radio.
0: Well, there you go and
1: he you know and a lot of his uh, listeners were truckers. Mm. because they're up all night Mm and you know he had this network of stations all across the country and just did an outstanding job and the reason it was coast to coast am wasn't the am time slot it was because he was on am stations now which is odd because now he the the coast to coast am show is actually on an fm station here in the st louis area 97.1 yeah but, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, if you've never listened to Coast to Coast AM, I can't recommend it enough. After you've listened, you know, to our podcast, of course.
0: Well, since you've pointed out YouTube, I just want to give a quick shout out to Dad Smoking Cigars and Cigars Daily because I both, I li- watched both their shows. Well, well, there
1: you go. So I so. think that was interesting. I'll tell you what, the other thing, if you've never gone, and I forget if it's on Netflix, is it on Netflix? Delicia's show. Cigar Vixen. Cigar Vixen Show. Her show is on uh, Amazon Prime. Okay. And she's got I mean, what, she's six got,
0: episodes? She's got. I would say she's got all of her videos on YouTube, but she did like an actual like travel show, yeah. travel series, like six episodes on Amazon Prime. It was like
1: the Anthony Bourdain of cigars.
0: With bikinis. Well, yes. Yeah.
1: I would not have, I mean, I loved Anthony Bourdain, God rest his soul, but I never wanted to see him in a bikini. I mean, I won't know. And Delisi, if you're listening, the offer still stands. We'd love you to come (laughs) on to the pulpit and talk with us. Mm. Because there's no better uh, advocate out there for cigars than, you know, Nick and myself along with you. Oh, my. Aw. Anyway. Well,
0: this has been Ask the Boys. If you want to submit your question for Ask the Boys, head hopefully on. Nick will be able to log in and get it. Well, if somebody had the password to their <laughs> Wi-Fi, we wouldn't have that problem. It's in my f- phone. What do I need it for? We? Anyway, if uh, if you have any questions for Ask the Boys, head on over to ScarPulpit.com. Use the Contact the Pulpit page. Or a probably safer way of submitting a question, You know, given Jeff's inadequacy of being able to have his <laughs> Wi-Fi password, <laughs> would be to just send a direct message to us through instagram
1: at either the cigar pulpit or at naked gator n e k k i d gator and that would be my page now while we're doing that i want you to go ahead and tell everybody how they can reach out to us on all the other socials we there. gotta end the
0: ask the boys segment first we gotta have the outro music so oh, hang on
2: let's outro okay okay mm-hmm.
0: So now you want to get into the socials, huh? Yeah, let's talk about the socials. All right. So, yeah. So while we're on that subject, you can reach us through Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit or at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, or
1: obviously CigarPulpit.com. Did we ever get that MySpace page back up and running? Nah, that's dead. No. We're okay. screwed on that. So. Okay. That, uh, yeah, that w- those were the days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, I do want to mention that uh, if people go on, they can sign up for our monthly newsletter.
0: Yes, we have a free monthly newsletter that goes out at the uh, end of the month slash beginning of the month. And that is how you sign up for our weekly giveaways, which... It's time for the weekly it's giveaway. Tuesday, which means it's time for us to give away some more cigars. So, yeah. Is it still? It is still Martinez Madness. Madness. Yep. It is still Martinez Madness. So, we are going to go ahead and we're going to pick a listener from the list to receive a
1: six-pack of Martinez cigars. Guys, if you haven't tried these, guys, this... Martinez cigars are so good, and they were—they reached out to us. We had never heard of them before, and we tried a couple of them and just fell in love with these sticks. They're a great company. Mm-hmm. Can't say enough about them. They're based in New York City. Yep, right down, right down by Madison Square Garden. They're like correct?
0: they're like a block or two from Madison Square Garden. Wow. Yep. So it's uh, it's it's right there in the heart of everything, and you're gonna thank us if you win these. Yeah, and and. They're a small boutique, but they're growing, and this is our way of kind of spreading the love and and, uh, having people try their stuff. So this week's winner is Heath Brown. Heath Brown. Heath Brown. Heath Brown, baby. Heath Brown, you have until Monday to reach out to me with your mailing address and just let me know that you heard this and that you're the winner and once you get those cigars in the mail, just go ahead and send me a picture of yourself with the cigars so that we can share them appropriately on the socials. The socials. We like to let people know that, you know, people are actually getting the Yeah, we're not just we were. making this up. Yeah, we're not
1: just making this up. We're, we're, not, we're not McDonald's with the... Uh, yeah, we're not just pointing at names in the phone book and saying, no, that guy won. That and guy. then just never mail it. It's so. an, yeah, it's not like the, uh, you know...
0: Actually, the other night when monopoly
1: we, game at McDonald's. Yeah, the other
0: night when we did the um, uh, when I did the live stream on Instagram with Dave from Martinez Cigars, um, Wally came on the on the uh, on the stream.
1: Oh, one of our winners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's and he, awesome. And he
0: was talking about the the flat iron. That,
1: he, oh, that yeah. he smoked. That was a good stick. That is a good stick. so But the, uh, what's the, I'm going to mess this up. The series, 45? 45, 45 series? series. Yeah, the 45 series is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, you know. I just had one of those the other night. Those were ours that we tried out initially and, you know, kind of went into a blind and just went on the podcast saying, okay, we're going to give this thing a shot. Man, was it good. Now, Dave has a surprise for you,
0: Jeff. Ooh. He's mailing me something. Oh, snap. And he said that it was specifically for you to smoke on Naked Gardening Day.
1: Okay. Hmm. Because that's coming up the first Saturday of what, May? First Saturday in May. I yeah. will. I, do you see the garden here, Nick? We're on, we're on the back deck I, of the I, house. I see the garden. I will be naked in that garden. Well, the point is, when you take your
0: picture for Naked Gardening Day this year, he's going to have a special cigar for
1: you to be smoking in that picture. Hmm. It seems a tad a tad phallic. Just saying, to be smoking a cigar while I'm naked. I don't know if that's over the line. I'm just saying. I may have that. May be the one that goes on Instagram, this is, this is not comi- on Facebook. This is the commitment that we have. Because I've got, I've got people on now I put the naked gardening picture up on Facebook every year but that's where all the business contacts and church people <laughs> are Corona <laughs> oh I know right yeah so I if I'm gonna do if I'm gonna have a cigar while I'm naked gardening that one may just go in the Instagram either which way okay that's all right the I may is, have to take two point pictures.
0: is you're gonna have to smoke this cigar while you're doing your naked gardening so
1: speaking of okay, cigars then. we haven't talked about the uh, McAuliffe Sumatra here in a little bit it's a good stick, man. It's growing on me. Like, yeah, I'm actually getting to where I can taste the flavors now. My fault, not the cigar. I was going to say,
0: Mister Sweet Potato, I right before you down, fucking had a cigar. Baked
1: beans out of sweet potato. When I make my baked beans, by the way, do you do you ever make baked beans? Mm-hmm. Do you put uh, whiskey in them? Mm-mm. Every time, I always put a little whiskey in them. Okay, then I use some American honey in this with some uh, chili powder. That's uh-huh. the way to go. Always mix in a little bit of sugar and some salt and pepper. Oh yeah. Hints of
0: coffee and cocoa with a little back spice on the cigar. <laughs> it's good though. Nice and smooth. Oh no, this the is retro a good cigar. The retrohale is really smooth. This is a good cigar. Good draw. Great construction. That burn line's been razor tight the whole time. Yeah,
1: look at that. That's just perfect. I know. I know. I the, have uh,
0: nothing but good things
1: to no, say. No, but about this, this the box press on this I really like. I'm shocked that you chose the box press. I'm impressed. Impressed with the box press. I force you out of your comfort zone. I figure once in a great
0: blue moon, I can probably force myself out of one. Is it,
1: but why do you not like the
0: box press? It's the weird corners. Because, see, here's the thing.
1: You can still rotate
0: it. When you when you smoke a cigar, you have to rotate the cigar around a little bit because otherwise you end up where hot one spot. side yeah. a hot spot. You know, maybe maybe there's wind blowing on one side. Well needless to say that's gonna cool that side, so you may end up with like canoeing going on or something like that. So you gotta rotate the cigar around a little bit. That's so much easier with a round cigar. Well you
1: just go in quarter turns.
0: Yeah, but it's just awkward. It's just awkward.
1: I don't I don't under- I just I
0: don't know. Who I'm you not are. I'm just not a big fan of the box. Now this is a very soft box press. That is one thing I'll say. It is box press, but it is a very soft box and it's, press. It's it's mainly squared off. It's not rectangular. Yeah, it's 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 pretty squared off. The cor- the the edges are pretty soft. You know, it's it's not a very harsh box press. I mean, there's some of those My Fathers that you smoke. Yeah. That, I mean... Oh, they're a rectangle. Like Razor-sharp
1: yeah. edges yeah. on
0: those things, man. So, that's the thing. You know, I I just... I don't dig
1: that, but... Fair enough. Yeah. So, I have to tell a story. Okay. Um. Yesterday, we found out that a lot of the lounges in the area were closing. Yes. And... I needed a bundle of quorums. Yes. Because when I drive I smoke cheap. I admit it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll mix in. I may take a Perdomo or a My Father or a Leaf by Oscar. You know, I'll mix one of those in.
0: But by and large it's By
1: and large it's you know, I'm smoking cheap when I drive. Smoking affordable. When I can actually sit and relax, that's when I'll smoke a good cigar. Yeah. So that being said. So I called over because I knew Nick. Nick had just left um, our good friend Dan at Riverman. Yep. And I was going to get some there. And he's like, oh, I'm already 10 minutes down the road. And I said, well, I said, are you running by the hill? And he said, yeah, I'm going to stop by there for a minute. That's where I picked up these McAuliffe's. Exactly. So I said, let me call ahead um, and see if they can take my credit card over the phone because I'm going to grab a bundle of cigars because I don't know when they're going to have National Guard on the bridge you know keeping us from crossing into missouri okay let's be honest it's it's far-fetched but is it is it and so i called over to the hill and i got a hold of our buddy ryan who's been on the podcast with us mm-hmm. great guy and he's like oh i'm gonna have to check and see you know how to do that over the phone and all that and i'm like okay so i went out to take care of something and i was Working with Addie doing something in the yard. We got her her big wheel green machine thing out that she got, and she's running up and down. So I run back in and I get my phone on the charger, and I've missed five calls.
0: Yeah, because in the space of time that you did that, Ryan figured out how to run your credit card. Tried to call you back. You didn't pick up. Then I tried to call you back a bunch of times, and he didn't pick up. And I was literally getting ready to leave when you finally called back. Now,
1: so I, I realize, and I call back. And at that point, Ryan could not have been more pissed off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know why? Because he encountered the Gator Ignorance. Up until then, it was all cute because I always was the target of it. Why? At that moment, Ryan encountered what I live with.
1: I basically sucked him into my gravitational pull of stupid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't having it. <laughs> no, he wasn't having it. He wasn't having it. <laughs> so, <laughs> love your ride. I'll tell you
0: though, you're worried about the National Guard blocking the bridge. Personally, you know why you ought to be more worried about going over to St. Louis. Why is that? The St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department apparently will limit their in-person responses to certain non-emergency incidents like larcenies, destruction of property, missing persons, thefts, or car break-ins. The department said officers will not respond in person if these crimes are not in progress and if there is no apparent suspects to pursue. The department said people who witness these crimes can call the police at the non-emergency line, blah, blah, blah. Then the scary paragraph. Officers will respond to violent crimes and incidents in progress, but people will be asked additional questions before a supervisor decides to send an officer to a scene. What the hell? Yes. We're on our own, people. I think it's getting danger close uh-huh. to the point of being on our own. Are you ready for on your own? Depends on how many people I got to be on my own <laughs> against. <laughs> Depends on how much ammo. Well, I want to thank my neighbor across the hall, Frank, in my building. Frank. Uh, Underwood? No. Um, he uh, Costanza. I wasn't going to give his last name. Oh, okay. Frank. Was kind enough, <laughs> as we were talking. He learned that I have a certain type of firearm, and he was kind enough to give me a box of uh, ammunition for said firearm because he had this ammunition but did no longer have the the uh, corresponding firearm. Well, that's awesome. I know. I was very appreciative of that. It's he also a, gave me an Opus X. We got it. Well, that too, right? Yeah. Well, I gave him a cigar. We had a cigar outside. Well, that's awesome. And he felt the need to respond. I'll tell you in what. He responded with a much nicer stick than I gave him, and that that thing now you I just gotta read, respond
1: back. So that thing you just read from the city of St. Louis is frightening. They're not going to respond to a missing person. That was reported by the uh, CBS
0: local CBS affiliate. Oh, in Channel Saint Four.
1: Louis. Yep. Yep. Wow. So that's where this, we're at now. This is getting spooky, dude. It's where we're at now. It's getting spooky. I, I don't want to talk about Corona anymore, but don't you either. can't. You can't carry on a conversation without it coming up. I know. It's taken all the air out of the room. Dude,
0: that's the thing. That's why I feel controlled. That's why I feel like just just
1: controlled is the best and only way I can explain it. <sighs> have just... you ever watched the movie Red? Mm-mm. Oh, I can't. It's a comic book we movie. We have covered this on this show before. No, I have never seen it. I'm telling you right now, I am very very close to becoming um John Malkovich's character in Red. Well I, I'm not I haven't dug a bunker and hidden it, you know, with a used car, but I'm getting very close. Getting danger, danger close. Danger close. Danger close. I'm surprised you
0: don't have a vehicle in your bunker. Well no, what, he, yeah, what he, you've been hyping up this bunker for years and years and years, but um, It's not
1: that impressive. But it's stocked. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's it's yeah, it's basically a basement. But it's stocked. Basement. He's been selling
0: me the dream of a bunker for years, (laughs) and now all of a sudden, when it actually matters, now it's just a basement. No, I don't want to
1: give away too much. There is a bunker.
0: I'm feeling robbed here, people. There is a
1: really, really robbed. There is a bunker, but I would have to transfer the things into it. The bunker is (sighs) completely empty at this moment. What good does that do you? Well, no, all the stuff's there. It'll take an hour to to you know. Move everything in if need be.
0: Because in an emergency situation, you can just tell the uh, the the oncoming forces or whatever it is that's coming your way, hey, give me an hour. Well, i got to transfer my stuff. Let's
1: be honest. By the time they get through the major cities and to me on the little old farm, I'll have had an hour. My, my, my. Yep. You're
0: assuming they're not going to take the little areas first as staging ground to then assault the big cities.
1: It, I doubt my farm is going to be... Where they decide to stage. I mean, if they I do, mean, so be saying, it. I'm just saying. You know, but I just don't see that coming. I'm
0: just saying. I'm just saying.
1: So it, Next time you're with me, I'll show you the bunker.
0: I don't think we've done the My Monthly com- <laughs> uh, Cigars ad. Um,
1: <laughs> Man, you backed off of going in the bunker really quick.
0: I'd like to point out that My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. You can have the boxes sent to you um, every month to your door. Which, right now, is a great way of getting cigars given the fact that, you know, most lounges yeah. are closed or God. whatever. So, guys,
1: when they open back up, you got to support them. Exactly. You got to go to Riverman. You got to go to your home lounges, wherever you are, and support these guys because they're going to need every bit of business they can get. But in the meantime,
0: you can go on over to mymonthlycigars.com. And they have an, uh, a variety of different box sizes. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. So they can get
1: a care package.
0: <laughs> Additionally, they have a larger box, which is eight cigars for $50. That's the Presidente. That's two of each of the cigars that's in the... Uh,
1: Hoarding purposes.
0: Uh, Robusto box, yeah. exactly. So you can get them and hoard them. And if you go on there and use Offer code Pulpit, P-U-L-P-I-T... That gets you either 20% off in their online store, which has a variety of different items, including cigars, but it also gets you free shipping on your first order.
1: There you go. And we are going to be smoking the final cigar from that box on Friday.
0: Yes. We are going to be smoking the Jacob's Ladder. Oh, my God. I'm scared. With Nick Gervais. He's the owner of MyMonthlyCigars.com. And he would... uh, Did you say
1: Ricky Gervais? No, I said Nick. Oh, is he related to Ricky? again,
0: we covered this, but you can ask him on Friday. Okay. Okay. Um, And Nick would be a little upset with me if I was remiss in pointing out the MSRP guarantee, which states that the MSRP of all of the cigars in the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. I think the March box was what, like a thirty-nine dollar, $39, thirty-nine, forty-two 39, the
1: month before. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. So I mean, you're getting you're getting your value, and he was telling me that the next couple of boxes you're we're well into the forties in terms of value for the next couple of months. So, nice. Yeah. In fact, one of them he said was danger close to like fifty bucks.
1: You know, the one good thing about a premium sc- subscription service like this for cigars, it's it's basically like giving yourself a present every month because. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to open it and see what's there. Yeah, because yep. sometimes there's little gifts, like this month there was that coffee. Yeah, we're going to brew that Friday. Yeah. We're Febu- going to have that. February, there were
0: those little Ghirardelli squares, mm-hmm. you know, because it was Valentine's Day. That was nice.
1: That was. Yeah. I still wonder if he's not related to Ricky somehow. I doubt it. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into this. Folks, I'm going to get you answers.
0: Well, because that's the burning question everyone wants to know. Is if a guy that was born in Massachusetts is related to
1: Ricky Gervais. It could happen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, dude, I've enjoyed this cigar. Yes, the uh,
0: this is the uh, McAuliffe uh, Grande Bold Sumatra. I'm down to my final third here. I'm, like I said, you know, I get the coffee... I get the cocoa.
1: I'm getting a lot of spice now on the and back third. Yeah. The pepper.
0: Yeah. The pepper is increasing on the backside, you know. So. But like you said, we've done. Though.
1: I've done several retro hails and it is smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not a harsh cigar. No. By any means. It's not. Not in the least. And it's a box press, so I'm happy. I'm glad. I'm glad I made Definitely. Definitely would smoke this again.
2: Well,
0: good. I'm glad of it. How about you? I would smoke it again. would be better if it were round. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll have to get you hooked up with the McAuliffe Ambassador well, Program, get you your number.
1: I need my coin.
0: That way you can have a higher number than mine, and I can rub it in that I have a lower number than yours.
1: Wow. It's hurtful.
0: I'm just saying. It's hurtful. am just saying.
1: Well, brother, it's been a cast.
0: It has. One show note regarding the podcast. So, obviously, um, with the ever-increasing changes day to day as things go we're not entirely sure how long jeff and i are going to be able to physically be in the same space recording we are social distancing recording but, together yeah. you know if there's like a harsh crackdown or something like that then obviously that's going to pose a bit of an issue so if uh if we get to that point there is the distinct possibility that you might get some episodes where Jeff and I are smoking different cigars. Hopefully, it's not me smoking a nice cigar and Jeff just having a quorum every single time. But, I well, you know, mean, know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I did bring him his bag of cigars from the Kansas City Cigar Festival. So, oh, and there's some good sticks in there. And there's some there. good stuff in there. He's been so. uh,
1: holding that in his humidor for me.
0: So, you know, theoretically, he's at least got some good stuff
1: there that he could hang on to. Oh, I got some good ones in the uh, humidor. That's true. I
0: got so. some good sticks in there. But anyway, so just wanted to let you know that we're going to try and continue to do our best to make sure that we get episodes out throughout this because, again, this is the point in time that everybody needs quality entertainment.
1: Or us. Or what we're giving. Exactly. But The (laughs) the point
0: is you need something to take your mind off everything. Diversion. Yes. So we're going to keep at it, and we'll figure out all sorts of different creative ways to do so. But... um, I just want to let everyone know that that may result in some episodes where like Jeff's by phone or something like that.
1: Yeah, so we'll figure it out. We'll 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 power through. We will prevail. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I I'm pretty much ready to get in the bunker. So I can't Do wait to get show cell you reception the
0: reception in the pr- bunker, though. Uh, no. Oh shit.
1: No, you're not gonna have to worry about a Wi-Fi password in the bunker.
0: Well, that's problematic for getting a podcast out. You're just gonna
1: have to get on the ladder and climb out. God.
0: Yeah, but that's when the mutants can get me.
1: Because when I pull the seal over the top of it, yeah, we're kind of there. Well, that's problematic. So, yeah. anyway, well, folks, it'll this, withstand a nuclear blast. This is. <laughs> this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. Isn't that good to know? I'm Nick. Yeah, I'm Gator. That's Gator. <laughs> Take it it's easy. Been, this has been fun. I bet people should say, smoky.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. I was literally getting ready to say, <laughs> Take it easy and stay smoky. And then he goes and tramples the line. Uh,
1: that's what I do.